Japan's indie gaming scene has definitely grown a lot over the past few years. Also, the uh, PC gaming scene has grown a lot, which has helps indie games because a lot of indie games are on PC. Um, on top of that, um, there's an appetite for uh, Japan. Japan has a very sort of mature taste in games. Uh, there's a lot of um, variation that people like here, and so um, that's that's a void that indie games tend to fill because you, you get a lot of uh, new and interesting ideas being made mm. by smaller teams um, and of course games from all over the world uh, indie games from all over the world sell quite well in Japan Welcome back You're listening to The Real Issues Real Voices Real Japan Podcast by Japan Forward Here at Japan Forward we bring to our audience issues that are of real importance in and about Japan from the perspective and context of people inside of Japan as expressed or captured by them who truly understand the nuances of culture, issues, and current events. In today's session, we're joined by Daniel Robson from IGN Japan and Japan Forward journalist Ariel Busetto, who are both at the Tokyo Game Show in Makuhari Mese in Chiba. Let's listen in. Thank you to our listeners and followers for joining us again for our Twitter space. Every week we're seeing more people join us for this live conversation and appreciate it very much. Before we get started, let us introduce ourselves. For anybody unfamiliar with Japan Forward, we started in 2017 with the goal to reach global audiences, sharing stories, opinions, and editorial content from Japan. Our mission, shared by our supporters and followers, is to raise awareness of the Japanese spirit, culture, and tradition. And now let's introduce some of the people who are in this call. So maybe you can start with Ariel. Hi, uh, my name is Ariel Fusetto. I am a reporter at Japan Forward. I have been since 2018. And actually, uh, I was thinking about this today. My very, very first assignment at Japan Forward was Tokyo Game Show uh, in 2018. Yeah. Um, so I am <laughs> very excited to be talking about this today uh, with Daniel, because obviously massive expert on the topic and uh, yeah i'm excited to be here and then yes our guest today and friend from japan forward is daniel how about yourself daniel quick introduction please uh, hi everybody yeah this is daniel uh, i often contribute to japan forward my day job is uh, chief editor of ign japan uh, which is a video game and movies uh, news site based out of japan and i'm here at tgs we have uh, built our own little studio uh, within the event, within the uh, site. We are live streaming all day, every day for four days <laughs> uh, with <laughs> dozens of uh, guests coming through, showing us their video games, uh, playing stuff on, on air, doing interviews, all of that kind of thing. And uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a fun first day. All right. And I'm Galileo. I host and produce this podcast been working in Japan for since 2017 and likewise with Ariel it was yeah like Tokyo Game Show is like one of the first events that I covered or experienced like covering for Japan Ford and it's good to to know and hear that um, the welcome, Tokyo Game Show event is welcoming people again live in person as well as they're doing um, they're doing live streams for separate um, announcements and stuff like that but it's just, it's just a good it's just a good sign to know that people will be there at the event all right first things um and maybe just some trivial stuff to our listeners and maybe daniel can ask is that um people always wondered like why is this um where is tokyo game show is it really in tokyo is it in chiba what's what's the story here? 
<laughs> it's in Chiba, yeah, just uh, just outside Tokyo. Because uh, believe it or not, Tokyo doesn't have that many huge conference centers, really. Um, so yeah, right. It's just outside Tokyo. And then it's the, like the largest gaming like event in Japan. I guess one of the the yeah. largest ones in in Asia. Um, could you mention some of the the makers or the um, the studios that are? Like regulars at, at this Tokyo Game Show. Yeah, sure. So Tokyo Game Show, it's um, I mean, it's it's considered one of the main sort of three big game shows of the year. You have E3 in in the states in June, and then you have Gamescom in Germany in August. Then you have Tokyo Game Show in September every year, and so it's very much um, <clears throat> uh, a show that people all around the world uh, do focus on. And so, as such, uh, you generally get all the big game publishers here this year because of the pandemic, you know, um, it's a little smaller than it usually would be. So, um, usually you would expect the largest booths here to be the PlayStation booth, but this year PlayStation is not here. Um, that said, you know, you have, uh, uh, what can I see from our little, our, 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 our studio is actually in a balcony that overlooks the show floor, which is where I am now. So we can see Square Enix, uh, Konami. Um, we have Sega right by us here. Uh, in the next room, uh, we have uh, Koi Tecmo. Um, and then in terms of uh, overseas publishers, uh, we have THQ Nordic has a massive booth here. Steam Deck, which is the new um, device created by uh, Valve, uh, who run the Steam store. Um, they have a massive booth as well with like 50 Steam Deck units for people to try. Um, yeah, and then on top of that, you have a lot of smaller uh you know, either medium-sized or much smaller uh, game companies. You have uh, indie game section with you know very very small independent teams showing their games. You have a lot of sort of business-focused stuff, so various um, regional or, or uh, you know from diff- different countries around Asia or around the world mm-hmm. grouped together to show the, the best of their of their uh, uh, gaming scene. You've got. Um, company i can see a big sign saying nft is here you have the nft related uh, stuff you have uh uh places uh, with um uh accessories such as you know controllers or gaming chairs or or those Mm -hmm. kind of things nitori which is the sort of equivalent to ikea they have their own stall with that (laughs) uh goods to deck out your your gaming room with you've got um merchandise stalls selling gaming 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 memorabilia all kinds of all kinds of uh, exhibitors it's a huge uh, show so you mentioned some i guess well-known um game game makers producers um early on when i f- first started covering covering tokyo game show i was surprised that um, nintendo never like exhibits or <laughs> participates when you first found out about that what was your reaction <laughs> Uh, I don't know if I ever, uh, but basically, yeah, Nintendo is, I don't think they've ever had like, um, a booth here at TGS. Um, they are not, I believe well, there's some political reasons, basically. I think they're not a member of the, uh, organizing bodies, uh, yeah. say so, but, um, they actually are involved in TGS this past few years in terms of they are one of the sponsors along with PlayStation of the indie game area. Um, and they also have a, uh, a sort of a, a not, not exactly a booth, like a table in the meeting zone. <laughs> so they are, yeah, technically here. And like, yeah, t- some makers also exhibit some Switch games. So mm-hmm. it's kind of oh, like, yeah. 
Are they really here or what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, even if uh, you, you're not going to find the latest Mario game here, but um, yeah. there's definitely plenty of games on Nintendo hardware to be found. Okay. Um, the the also, Nintendo Switch is by far and away the biggest um, yeah. games console in Japan. So there's definitely yeah. there's a lot of them here on the show. Today. You know, so you mentioned that there's people can upgrade or customize their gaming experience by buying equipment um, with like with Nitori, and there's also like large scale publishers, small scale, uh, medium. And mm-hmm. different types of companies. How about um, something that I'm kind of interested in is like indie gaming. What, what's your thoughts on that that area? Uh, yeah, well, so um, Japan's indie gaming scene has definitely grown a lot over the past few years. Also, the uh, PC gaming scene has grown a lot, which has helps indie games because a lot of indie games are on PC. Um, on top of that. Um, there's an appetite for uh japan japan has a very sort of mature taste in games uh there's a lot of um variation that people like here and so um that's that's a void that indie games tend to fill because you, you get a lot of uh, new and interesting ideas being made by smaller teams um and of course games from all over the world uh indie games from all over the world sell quite well in japan so here at tgs there is a large indie game section which has I don't know, maybe 70 or 80 or right. maybe 90 uh, different games on display. Uh, in some cases, the developers were unable to make it to Japan because there are still very strict entry restrictions. <laughs> so some of the booths are unmanned. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of independent um, spirit here, for sure. Okay, so now that, um, just for our listeners, now that um, Tokyo Game Show is allowing people to be in person now, um, and I know Ariel was there today as well with, with you, Daniel. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. A question to both of you is like, what are some of the things that you've noticed that have, that are like noticeable differences between pre-pandemic and like well, well um, pandemic? Yeah, well, so I guess the, the most obvious change is the size of the show and and, and the number of exhibitors here. So. Um, Tokyo Game Show usually takes up, the, the venue is called Makuhari Messi and it's a huge complex of buildings. And usually TGS takes over the entire complex. Um, this year, it's just the main building. So you have, uh, I think maybe they're using eight halls or six halls of, of the venue. Usually they use 11. So it's it's close to half the, the physical size mm. um, of the show. Um, and then um, the number of... Uh, exhibitors is also you know accordingly scaled down so i mentioned that there's no playstation booth there's also no kids games area usually they would be here oh, uh, there's wow. no cosplay area which there would usually be um because of uh you know concerns of uh, the, the, it, it's keeping it to the sort of the, the bare minimum of, of what the show can be i suppose in that way um yeah. I, I think n- nobody really wants to risk having a massive gathering of, of kids so there's no kids area nobody wants to you know risk the uh, unnecessary sort of Mm-hmm. Uh, well, what they would consider this to be an unnecessary step of having cosplayers interacting with with people taking their photos and stuff. So, all of that stuff is is basically cut. So, yeah, it, it definitely feels smaller, um, without question. And the other thing is that you know usually TGS, as I mentioned before, it's one of the big game shows that is considered like one of the, the top gaming events in the global calendar. And so usually you'd see a lot of overseas media here. Mm. Um, this year there is a bit of overseas media (laughs) because uh entry restrictions into japan are still quite tough um last year there was none so um this year is definitely better than that or close to none anyway this year is definitely better there's the you know i've bumped into lots of 
friends from uh, overseas publications, but most notably, there's I don't think I've seen almost any publications out of China, which normally would would make up quite a large part of the, of the overseas contingent here. Um, because obviously travel restrictions are very, very tough at the moment. How about your like IGN colleagues from like international teams? Were they able to participate this year? Yeah, we have a couple of our friends from IGN's uh, main US site are here with us. Uh-huh. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Are there any big things that you've noticed? Yeah, I think in terms of the scale, things that were most noticeable due to the pandemic, I think uh, Daniel covered them. I was kind of interested in a little bit also of the things that were visible uh, on, amongst the booths as well. Uh, so there's some new uh, appearances that kind of intrigued me. So, for example, there was the first time that there was TikTok uh, on the floor. Kind of interesting. So showing how uh, content, like gaming-related content is also growing a lot on TikTok. And hence, like TikTok felt that they wanted a presence at TGS. Uh, there's also like in my perception, but I would also want to ask Daniel's opinion on this, like a lot more on like VR and AR, uh, sort of enjoying the experience of gaming through that. Uh, Discord, for example, had a, had a booth as well, which I was also intrigued by, and, you know, um, sort of, uh, because it, it was initially popularized, especially among gamers, but now it has a lot wider uses as well. So I think also seeing those small changes in, this, in the sector, uh, I thought it was really interesting. And, as Daniel mentioned, for example, Nitori, um, uh, they also have a store at the at the store here at TGS. And actually, I was talking with the sort of PR uh, person there at the store, and she was telling me that uh, the uh, Nitori only started uh, selling uh, sort of gaming uh, goods and equipment and you know uh, furniture related to that in 2019. Um, and they, they really saw like a potential for a market that is growing and so on. So that was actually something that I kind of focused on the things that I was covering today. And that was really Yeah, I remember Yogi Bo was like had their, their booth set up and like Yogi Bo so popular in Japan for for like young audience. So it's good to see Nitori. Like, yeah, like last year move. Last year, um last year IKEA actually had a, a booth here as well. Um, yeah, with, yeah. with their with their um, gaming, you know, chairs, gaming furniture, gaming desks, all that stuff. Um, yeah, it's definitely it's a growing segment of the market, and it's it's interesting because a lot of that stuff is aimed very much at sort of PC gamer type market, um, mm. live streamer type market, which is interesting because that stuff is really only only recently growing in Japan, especially. Like the PC gaming market used to be absolutely uh, infinitesimal in Japan back in the old days, mm. whereas um, now it's becoming quite a healthy uh, segment. Yeah, so it's interesting that not only are they making this stuff aimed at, you know, quote unquote gamers, but mm. in particular, you know, that particular segment of the market. All right. Um, now we're kind of getting late. Maybe we can kind of wrap up with like, what are some of the things you're looking forward to? Like, I know today was the first day of business, like media day. Mm-hmm. What were some of the highlights and the things that you're looking forward to, to this year's um, Tokyo Game Show? Let's start with Daniel and then go with Ariel. Uh, hey, there's a lot of really good games here. Um, so first of all, you mentioned VR before, but this is the first place in the world you can get to try the PlayStation VR 2, which will yeah. be released next year. Um, that is on Capcom's because they're showing the uh, a, a reworked a VR version of Resident Evil Village. And their, oh, their yeah, I read about that. Recent. 
Um, that if you want to try that, you're going to have to get here extraordinarily early because I think it's going to. Yeah, it was but, already like sold out even for the media day, <laughs> like really exactly. early on. So. Yeah. Yeah. Too scary for me. <laughs> um, we also That's have exactly what I said as well. <laughs> well, it's yeah, you have to you have to definitely uh, be ready for it. Um, I think uh, some of the bigger games coming out of the show, um, the uh, Yakuza series, which was just recently was renamed as Like a Dragon. Um, that is getting a version of uh, <clears throat> uh, what was originally called Ryuga Wotoku Ishin, so Yakuza Ishin, which I guess is now called Like a Dragon Ishin, I'm not sure, uh, which is um, it's a game that was released uh, in Japan eight or nine years ago that is now getting a, uh, a remade version. It's the first time it's going to come out in the West as well. So that's here at the show that was just announced. I think people are excited to get their hands on that. Um, also, <clears throat> that's from Sega and also on Sega's booth. They have a massive, massive, huge Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, what is it? Is it a statue? It looks like an inflatable <laughs> statue. It's, it's absolutely gargantuan. And yeah, it's <clears throat> it definitely looks like a statue. <laughs> so Sega, Sonic the Hedgehog is, is, is hugely popular in the West, but actually in Japan, it hasn't been because um, the Sega Mega Drive was never such a big deal in Japan back yeah. in the day. And so the series has never been like huge, huge here. And so um, <clears throat> the fact that Sega is putting so much uh, energy into Sonic as their sort of main uh, part of their booth this year, shows, I think, a lot of um, confidence in their game Sonic Frontiers, which is coming out soon, which is playable here. And just the general, you know, with the, the Sonic the Hedgehog movies and the sort of the general mm-hmm. feeling that Sonic is kind of back, <laughs> uh, which yeah. as a big Sonic fan myself, that's lovely to see. Uh, what else? Capcom has Street Fighter Six playable. I think that's going to be huge for a lot of people. Um, and it's been, <clears throat> we, we've played it at previous um, <clears throat> uh, game events uh, in other countries, but this is the first time it's going to be, it's playable here in Japan. Um, so that's uh, exciting for fans of fighting games. Uh, Koei Tecmo has uh, Warlong, which is their new Souls, Souls-like game um, that's uh, looking very good, and that's also playable here. Uh, what else? There's a lot. There's really a lot of uh, exciting stuff. Um, Thanks. Konami has a new Konami uh, has a new Super Bomberman uh, <laughs> mode, which I'm excited to play. Yeah. Wow, Super Bomberman. Okay. Also, but in terms of some smaller opportunities, like some smaller games that are here, um, there's some really cool stuff like um, Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. It's a Ghostbusters game, but it's four people playing as ghostbusters teaming up against one person who's playing as a ghost and you have to uh, see which side you know can 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 win the ghost has to try and outhaunt the ghostbusters and vice versa oh, okay. um, that's really really fun um there is wanted dead which is a game that's published by, being published by a western publisher but in japan it's being developed here in japan by soleil which is a team made up of x team ninja developers who made uh, all the old um, Ninja Gaiden games. And so um, they are working on this very cool uh, sort of hybrid Eastern, Western kind of uh, action game, which is uh, looking really fun, Wanted Dead. Um, yeah, we've had a lot of exciting smaller games like that on our stream uh, today and in the next few days as well. Thanks, Daniel. Ariel, quickly on your side. Yep. Um, I mean, since I think Daniel mentioned most of the games, and uh, I think I will be looking uh, mostly really at the public when they're finally going to be back from tomorrow afternoon and then a lot also on the weekend. 
to see what the reactions are going to be that finally after uh, three years, the public can finally come back in at the event. Um, organizer already mentioned that capacity is half compared to normal times. And normally this is a massive event that brings almost a quarter of a million people to Chiba. Um, but so like seeing how the scale is going to be compared to normal. And as Daniel mentioned, cosplay is basically like cut out like in this year's edition, but it's not outright banned. So I'm mm. going to be interested in seeing how many people are going to actually, you know, show up in cosplay already dressed because they cannot actually change on the premise. Yeah, having, having no changing rooms is going to be a real, real, yeah. real turn off. I think it yeah, makes yeah. it very difficult to do. Yeah, definitely. And the fact that even regular bathrooms, like the signs everywhere saying you cannot change in here, like I think yeah. they're definitely they do actually have that every year. To be fair, mm-hmm. those okay. signs are always there. But uh, yes, absolutely. And you know, again, cosplay is not banned, but taking photos of cosplayers is banned. I mean, well, like. You know, having them pose for photos and that kind of thing is banned. And um, there is no cosplay area. So, yeah, I think it's going to be quite a, a tall order for people to, uh, to to do it. But you never know. People are dedicated. <laughs> yeah. So They'll find a way. Seeing the atmosphere, how long are people going to be queuing for, you know, trying out the PlayStation VR 2 headset, you know, that sort of thing. So mm. lots of energy that I'm expecting over the weekend. I ended up watching a lot of, like, the trailers throughout this week. Um, lead up to today's media day and I think the one that really caught my attention maybe most, most, mostly based on like nostalgia was um, the Crisis Core re- the, re- the remake mm-hmm. I used to p- spend so much time on like the <laughs> PSP <laughs> playing Crisis Core and like just seeing it um, just remade is like oh I feel like I'm in high school again <laughs> I don't even remember when I was yeah that it. one had a really long queue as well today, so yeah. I think that was I just, yeah, I love that series and I just love that storyline. It's just good character development. And if I can get um, a cop, if I can get the game, I, I definitely want to play it and probably end up playing it too much. I think you won't have too much longer to wait for that. Yeah, I can't yeah, remember exactly on myself, but not, not too long. A couple more weeks. Um, okay, well, I guess before we go, I, for Daniel, any announcements on um, how can people keep up with the coverage throughout this week with the IGN? Sure. So IGN Japan, uh, we are streaming throughout uh, TGS in Japanese, mind you, but uh, a lot of the you know segments, it's, it's playing games, so it speaks for itself. I think it should be fairly easy to, to get into. Uh, also, some of our guests, we have some Western uh, guests or some non-Japanese guests as well, so some of it's in English. But um, we are streaming uh, on IGN Japan's uh, YouTube channel. So YouTube, IGN Japan, um, all day pretty much all day, every day uh, on uh, t- from today, which was September 15th through September 18th. And uh, yeah, please come check it out. There's, uh, there's a lot of good games and we have, we have some very exciting guests on our stream, including on Saturday, uh, the head of Xbox, Phil Spencer and his wow. deputy Sarah Bond are coming on to our show, which Ooh. is going to be, and we have with a live audience, uh, it's going to be a whole new challenge for us. So, yeah. Oh, that sorry, when, be, when, when, when's that going to be? Sorry. That is on um, Saturday, the 17th of September at uh, around 3 p.m. Okay, I'll set a Japan time. I want to check mm-hmm. that out. Yeah. All right, Daniel, thanks about Ariel. You'll be, I know, um, just yeah, to our listeners, like Ariel will be writing and covering Tokyo Game Show on the Japan Forward site. So any preview or previews of what you're covering this week and um, where can people read your articles? Correct. So uh, there'll be the report of today and the report of the weekend when the 
regular visitors can also enter the show. There will also be there will also be video coverage. Uh, colleague Sean also came today. He's overwhelmed with TBS, but I'm sure he'll put that energy in the video coverage as well. And so make sure to check that on our website. And All right. So thank you, Daniel and Ariel. It's always good to hear you um, talk about your experiences during these live events. And um, I guess it's also part of not just Japanese culture, but the, the world is looking into Japan and um, the gaming scene here. And it's good to know that you're right in the core and center of it in the hub um, and experiencing and sharing stories from within the hub. Um, so thank you for your time. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us today. Follow us on Twitter. Instagram and Facebook. We also have a YouTube channel, and this Twitter space will be um, pre, pre again was distributed on Spotify and Apple Music. So make sure you subscribe to that as well. At Japan Forward, we're looking for contributors and writers. Getting in contact with us if you want to submit a written piece, or if you have any other skill set that you think um, would add value to our vision, please don't hesitate to get in touch. Um, we'll do this again next week. So keep an eye out on Twitter for the announcement. Thank you, everyone, for, for listening. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Ariel. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Real Issues, Real Voices, Real Japan podcast by Japan Forward. Visit our website for more information regarding our podcast and other news on Japan. Catch you next time. <laughs>